Welcome, everybody, to the TZR Podcast, episode 195. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by Liz Lai Sui. What's up? I'm joined by Justin Chow. What's up? <laughs> and Alex Shock. I feel like it's usually it's me. I feel like it's me specific. It's, it's like a targeted bullying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just very enviable, Liz, you know it's what I mean? Ever since, ever since you mentioned it, all I keep thinking about is just like, fucking just do it. <laughs> now you just you just panic and don't know what to say. Yeah. You're like, uh, I'll just say it with this thing. Yeah. yeah. Alex, you uh, you still have that topic written down um, that you teed up earlier, right? The one that spawned the subnautical conversation? Because I can't remember how that was worded. Oh. But that. Yes, that's gonna be our, that's gonna be our closer after we talk about I, all this depressing stuff that's happened this week. I can definitely remember what I said earlier. Okay, awesome. Uh, all right, guys. So this week uh, has been a less than exciting week of news in the gaming world. Frankly, it's been quite depressing and uh, unfortunate. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into some of these topics and you know kind of expound upon our thoughts on them, and then. Uh, yeah, and then we'll get into a pretty cool topic that Alex brought up that I think will be a lot more lighthearted than the things that we'll talk about. Um, well, it's like a true gaming topic. Yeah, it's a it's a, that's actually exactly what it's like. Um, so, uh, so basically the first thing, the, the big thing that we've noticed going on is kind of all of this disruption that's going on in the Super Smash Brothers and fighting game community this week. Uh, now, Alex and, and Liz, you guys have no knowledge of what's been happening. Is that correct? L- little knowledge. Okay. No so, knowledge. So essentially, <laughs> I'm not sure what the what the kickoff for this was, but uh, there has been a seeming seemingly torrential downpour of uh, allegations and admissions and uh, you know accusations of people basically doing some really uh, terrible things within the Super Smash Brothers and the greater fighting game community. Uh, specifically, people um, basically engaging in relationships with underage people, uh, boys and girls, um, a lot of uh, like sexual harassment that's going on in the scene, a lot of sexual abuse that's going on in the scene, uh, to the extent of certain top players and commenters essentially being accused and admitting like rape and like two two of the top 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 uh Super Smash Brothers ultimate players uh Nairo and Zero have both been outed as uh engaging in relations with underage really? girls yeah um and they've basically been like found out they've admitted all of their stuff on Twitlonger I swear to god Twitlonger has gotten more traffic this week than they've yeah. ever gotten in it their existence all the, like openly like like their their accusers have basically shared their stories about their experiences and then they have gone on to comment and basically be like this is what happened i'm sorry i'm not you know going to be a part of this community anymore now for the record zero was a a head super special brothers ultimate player for a very long time he won the nintendo world championships and has gone on to be a very prolific uh smash youtuber um, and Nairo is like one of the current, like I, I think he's like top three Smash Ultimate players in the world right now. Um, is yeah. Zero the guy with the scarf? Yeah. So the guy with the scarf is Zero, and the guy then, that won yeah, both yeah. invitationals for uh, right. Smash Four and Smash Ultimate. Yeah, and then Nairo is just like one of the top players. He's been sponsored by, uh, or rather, he was sponsored by Team Liquid. He's since been dropped. 
Um, and then probably one of the biggest allegations in this whole situation is uh, the CEO of Evo, the fighting game, like basically the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. Uh, the CEO, Joey C something, Mr. Wiz on Twitter, uh, he has been accused and admitted to uh, essentially soliciting nude photos or like he basically paid an underage boy to expose himself to him and then basically got caught, got put on administrative leave by the Evo staff and then completely like cut out of that, of that community. He is now no longer a part of Evo at all. How did that get out? Uh, The accuser shared his story um and then wow. evo took took the uh the accuser's position very seriously and then they ended up cutting ties with mr wiz so it's just really crazy and now like so obviously you know our our you know our thoughts and feelings go out to all of the you know abused in this situation this is obviously absolutely horrendous and like the worst case scenario for anybody you know, who's trying to be involved in a community, especially one that's, you know, typically as, like, welcoming as, like, a gaming community, right? Um, but it, it just kind of, like, points a highlight at, like, what's been going on in the Smash community in general and how it's, you know, it seems like this game in particular is, uh, you know, just very... It, it's just very conducive to, you know, forming these types of... Uh, it is it's, weird that you mentioned it, though. You, you haven't really seen any other fighting game community or specifically around a specific game be as, like, I guess, I don't know, as, um, or at least have as many, like, alleged and also, like, guilty verdicts, like, in this category yeah. before. It seems weird, right, that it's Smash. Well, does that mean does Smash it... is, like, over? It's the, it's the community that's come out right now, I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's sure it exists other say, places. But, right. Yeah. It, and, and it was, this is a big community. It's been around for a long time. I mean, Melee's an old game, you know. So it's got it's got deep roots, and these players have been at the top of that for a while. Yeah. Um, what what's what's interesting? So I've listened to some comments by other top players like Leffen, and you know, uh, Omni's a big he he's like a you know an advocate for this community and all this sort of stuff. And you know what they're saying is that like. The unfortunate part is that most of these problems are generated by the community itself because there's really very little um, regulation Guideline. or cool. guidelines. Yeah. yeah, when it comes to this kind of thing, and you've got to understand that like this is a game where like you'll have you know twenty, thirty year old people who are playing in this scene, but then you also have like thirteen to eighteen year olds <laughs> in you know competing in the same tournaments. And in a lot of cases, you know, uh, something that Leffen made mention to is like, you know, when these little kids are trying to compete in major tournaments, like they can't afford hotel rooms. So they end up shacking up with one of these like 20 somethings who can get a room. And then, you know, whatever happens there just happens. And nobody's really paying attention to to what people are doing. Um, so it's just kind of a, a tough spot. You know, it's uh, it's it kind of falls. I mean, it's a little are are the the are the incidents related or is it just something that developed because of the community the way that it is 
I believe I think the, it's the game. Like, I think it's weirdly like the target of the game and the audience that the game appeals to, right? Because like the game itself hits the hardcore players and the newbie players, and it's on Nintendo, so it's very open. And this is probably why Nintendo is so like strict with their online policies, right? Or their online like right, I don't right. know, you're right. But at the end of the day, it's like this game particularly, and you think about like Dragon Ball Fighters Z or whatever, and like all these other fighting games. None of them really have the same type of demographic that Smash I, does. Smash I'm hits not, a I'm lot sure. of. I'm not sure I agree with that. Like, there are tons of games out there that have, like, I mean, you look at your Fortnites, Minecrafts, League of Legends, StarCraft. Like, these are all these games. It's because it's online and because it's so widespread. You're you're going to get this in any community. I think it's just because they're mobilized. I think Smash especially is mobilized so much. But, I mean, well, Street Fighter, like King of Fighters, like... Right. Like, of, of all the t A or triple t A title fighting games out there, it's like the one game that would appeal to both like children and adults alike. So I definitely see it's weird that you bring up the whole like, you know, convention scene or rather uh, tournament scene, because like to have all those people in the same room, it's kind of I don't want to say this. It doesn't sound right, but it's like kind of begging for a problem to happen. You know what I mean? I I, I hesitate to blame. uh I think there are problems in the way, like the regulation that it was set up or, you know, the convention and there should have been oversight about this. Yeah. Um, I'm... I cannot express more blame for the actual people that did this. Yeah. The, the thing is, and, and what I believe a common thread that people are, are sticking to at this is like a lot of it comes down to the community members, right? Because it, it ultimately comes like it's, it's sick people that are doing this. You know what I mean? It, it's not necessarily like, tournament organizers or whatever because there's i feel like there's only a certain level of control that they can really enact for something like this because like they can regulate what's happening on the tournament floor but when everybody right. goes back to the hotel rooms and is like drinking or whatever they they can't really do much there so it really falls on the community members and what it sounds like at least from the people who you know are are sort of commenting on this situation that are also involved with the community it just sounds like most people uh, you know don't like they need to be holding themselves more accountable because they're like, yeah, like we go to parties where like everybody's drinking and there could be, you know, uh, a 15 year old kid there, but like nobody's asking how old anybody is and nobody's really like, you know, looking out for the girls there or looking out for the guys there or, or doing anything. They're just kind yeah. of like, they're just doing what they're doing, you know? And it's just and like I mean, get together. Yeah. And yeah. we've been, you know, we've been to a whole bunch, a lot of conventions, met a lot of people and of course not naming any names, but you know, power, a little bit of power, it gets the people and it changes them and they have an attitude changes them entirely. Yeah. streamers um professional players you know you can see that they like that power that they have and it, it can and it's not just game specific you see this everywhere right. no, but it's, it's just a cloud thing yeah absolutely you can see it for sure which is why it i think in a lot of ways it, you know you see this coming from top players or top commentators or, or you know like you're saying people who have some sort of power or authority in the situation and it's just like uh it, it's just kind of gross. In, it's just in it's, any in any room, in any organization, in any whatever. When you get power in a in a community of people, there's going to be a little bit of of entitlement that kind of comes with it, and that also makes people feel a little bit more like they could do this kind of stuff. I feel like it's not yeah, just I, like it's not just in video games. It's any celebrity, right. really. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and it takes. I mean, it's sort of a you know you give that power to the wrong person over in enough time you know yeah. they figure out ways to wield that power in these ways and it's it uh a meryl streep type i think 
you know? What does that just mean? Straight arrow. Where, yeah, what? No problem. Where are we going here? I'm just yeah. saying, like, if you think about all the celebrities in general, you got that one that has won all the awards and has never done anything wrong, and everyone absolutely loves it. Universally loved by everyone. That's Mel- the one. Mel Street. Mm. <laughs> trying to break the tension first. Okay. okay. Damn, curveball. Okay. I think, I think I'm following what you're putting down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Well, hopefully they put some, uh, they said, you know, they're going to, they're going to cancel, uh, <clears throat> cancel the event, right. And donate the equivalent of the proceeds as promised to project hope. This is then, Evo, like, right? This is Evo. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be just online. Yeah. Evo they, online. They, yeah. But the thing is now there's too much bad publicity about it. Like you look yeah. at it, yeah. you look at it now and oh, it's like, course. okay, you have like, you know, Capcom's not going to want to associate with something that just was under fire for for shit yeah. like this. You know what I mean? Like, they, I think they actually pulled out too. So it's bl- like they, a lot of sponsors pulled out even before it was canceled. But then it was just yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the ultimate question is is like what what really happens after something like this? I mean, so yeah. in in Leffen's uh, video mm-hmm. about this, he makes a very good. I, I think he he presents a pretty good position where he's like, you know, this is like really sad and it sucks right now that like you know, all of these people are finding out that, like, friends of theirs, people they would see at these things who would never imagine that they were capable of these types of things are right. now being ousted. And he's like, it's a really sad thing, but it's also a really good thing because now it's it's at least getting all of these, like, piece of shit people, you know, excised yeah. from that community as they rightfully should be. Because, like, you know, if, if you get away with something once, you're going to be, you know, you're going to have the propensity to do it again. So better the fact than... that it's happening is is terrible, but the fact that we found out it's happening is yeah, like a, like a it's sense. a small step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like, and here's crazy. the thing: it's like I know some people think like, uh, you know, maybe people are just accusing people for like clout chasing or whatever, but there's really not like clout a. Chasing. There's not like a a net benefit for doing that. You know what I mean? Like, frankly, it's like if if you like announce yourself as like a victim of one of these people like it's basically putting your personal life totally on blast so it's a really like brave thing to do honestly but it's something that needs to happen so we can see you know results you know and and i i know we're three guys and then you know liz we're talking about this but it's like you know the more people that come forward the more people that come forward like the more it'll encourage other people to come forward too. And a lot of these people, it's not just, it's not one person just saying this one thing happened and then, you know, they get kicked out of the community. It's, it, there's been a lot of cases of it, and it's well, it's, it's good yeah. that it's coming out. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's true, and at the like, it's just we have to believe victims, right? Absolutely. I mean, there, you have to, and anybody that thinks anybody's making stuff like this up is like so ridiculous, you know. Yeah. And something like this has happened. I mean, not to this extreme, but you know, every woman at some point in her life will face some sort of sexual harassment or misconduct, in multiple times, like. But it is, you know, so this good conversation is happening. Jesus, sorry, I just dropped something off my desk. Um, yeah, no, you're right, and and I think like, oh, did I break my thing? No, okay, sorry. Um, sorry. So yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, it's the kind of thing that needs to be taken super seriously, and at at the minimum. I could hope that by this kind of stuff happening and enough people being like, you know, it's on the community to really see and react to these sorts of things. It's essentially just going to normalize a good behavior. That's like, 
hey, if, yeah. you, if you're at a convention and you see an older person talking to a little kid, step in, say something about it. You know what I mean? If you if you're at a party and you see a girl's like too drunk and like, you know, there's people like getting close to her or talking to her, like be the one that's like, you know, to break up the situation. Because so it, it what, what I don't understand is that if they're if they if, essentially they have admitted to some like whoa, whoa. I'm I'm kind of surprised that that would happen that any of them would admit to any of these sorts of things because like I'm sure a lawyer they, didn't give them that advice. <laughs> uh, are they going to get arrested? Like, uh, well, I, I feel like only if the victims press charges. Yeah, and I th I'm not sure what the status of any of that is. I mean, fr well, frankly, some the of these people not all the time. No? Yeah, they can choose to they can choose to arrest somebody if they like without your uh, cooperation. It's much harder to convict them without their cooperation. Um, but like, what's his face? R. Kelly. They didn't have the cooperation of the victim in that case, uh, and they I charged him anyway. Because they there had some... the video, they're like, we have to charge yeah. this man, we have the video. And the girl in the video was like, that's not me, and she wouldn't admit that it was her. Well, I because think... I guess she had made some sort of deal with him. But they were like, we, what, are we going to not charge this guy because this 12-year-old girl is afraid of her abuser? Like, we yeah. got to do it. I mean, I, I, think, I think that is a thing. Like, it, it's probably going to come from, like, corroborating evidence. So if it's people just, like, talking about it and then somebody sort of, like, admitting something that they did, like, however yeah, long ago. Yeah, I feel like ago. a video is different than a, than a Twitter message, right? Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm not sure what yeah, the repercussions also, like, are. You know, enough enough visibility and they're going to feel like they have to do something. I think I mean, there are just certain crimes, too, that uh, rape. Yeah. I, this is yeah. not TZR legal counsel here, so. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but there are certain crimes that they can... They don't need um, you to press charges for them to. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm. Forward. I I don't know enough to to really inform any sort of opinion about that. All I know is that, like, frankly, if, based on some of the stuff that these people were doing, people probably should go to jail. Like, and I think somebody somebody who's like accused of this in some one of these communities absolutely should go to jail because then hopefully that'll scare the rest of these people into being like, hmm, maybe yeah. I should not be a total creep like asshole weirdo well, this, you know and this happened in the me too movement too and this is part of that but you know you, you, it's not just the the people that perpetrated the crime that get kicked out of the community but it's the people that allowed it to happen you get all these secondary and tertiary people who yeah you find out either, about all these people yeah. that were setting it up and helping and like making the meetings and making the arrangements and they're totally. just bad but what you get you get all that out of there um or you do your best to kind of burn away those weeds yeah. Um, and you just, you know, you have a better community because of it. But it's a, it's kind of, it's a dark day for Super Smash Brothers and video games in general. Dude, I, I wonder if all the people at the top, like from the Smash community, have gone down. Will there be Smash events anytime soon? It's I like... think, I think somebody's got to make a change. Like whoever, whoever the next tournament is, that's, you know, once we return to a world where events can happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I think whoever's doing that will likely have to enact some sort like, of precautionary measure to to try to remedy something like this. Or, or I, ju even just on the face of it to, like, show, like, listen, like, we, right. we're we aware of what's happening at, at places like this. And we're at least going to do take some kind of step, some kind of precaution to fix it. Um, I certainly so don't I want Smash to die. I mean, I, I right. it's a great game. It's great, you know. My experiences with the Smash community have always yeah, been very just, positive. So somebody just made a uh, Smash Melee 
like hack where there's a matchmaking system now online that you could just find another, another player to play with and it'll match you up and then you can play with them online yeah. melee ridiculous it's pretty wild but have you been playing that lately i have i tried it a little bit i can talk about it's, that in a second but is someone snapping something in the background someone holding something i'm holding this but I'm just... i don't know i'm hearing someone doing something that's like oh okay a snap i'm hearing it too i will stop anyway. moving completely it might be like my chair or something um yeah cool so that is, so yeah okay I guess this is a good a good opportunity to, to wrap up this uh, unfortunate topic but yeah I mean th this has kind of been what's at, at least on my Twitter feed it's been sort of the most predominant thing that I've seen um, in the past week and you know it sucks and and you know we've we've talked about all the points of that but all we can hope for is that you know if anyone else was unfortunately victim to something like this that they say something you know that the people who um, who've perpetrated these tasks will find their find their way to the door you know yeah hopefully and, they uh, feel safe saying something yeah, yeah for sure that's the, the limiter so does yeah. that mean all the top spots are open like <laughs> is it just a day? like You're can i be sneak the in there now? and yeah. what be are number the chances one? that i could be number one guys, a power vacuum endorse yeah. me all right, let's move on to the next depressing topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got a bunch. Oh, well, yeah. So the next depressing topic concerns uh, the game we were talking about last week, The Last of Us 2. Um, There's more? Everybody's favorite new character, Abby. Uh, yeah, poor Abby. <laughs> sorry, this is, this is uh, uh, not the right way to, to tee no, up not, a... Uh, don't spoil anything. This is a non-spoiler podcast. I actually don't yeah. know this either. So, so Abby's voice actor is apparently getting death threats on twitter as well what? Oh my to, God. to which i say what the fuck is wrong with people what? like what what Crazy. it's just so like the game has such a following that they would they would attack the voice actor like, or what, actress like what are you looking to accomplish of a character in a video game portraying a story that she didn't write right yeah what <laughs> I mean, Naughty Dog did the right thing, and they—you they, know—they were basically like, "Listen, this is completely unacceptable," and all this sort of stuff. Um, in a public statement, let me see if I can find that—that that statement. <clears throat> oh my god! But um, god. like they threatened her kids too, and everything. Like it's Abby has kids. Oh, that's cute. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty bad. She uh, she posted some like screenshots of stuff that people were sending her. And some of it's blacked out. And she wrote like, you know, this is happening to me. I try not to be, you know, I try to post positive stuff, but like, you know, she felt like everybody needed to know. And she said, but she blacked out some things because she didn't want to spoil the game for people. It's <laughs> like some of the spoilers, like, you know, thank you for killing my blank, blank, blank. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um... So through all of that, she's still concerned about the good fans and doesn't want to spoil things for them. Well, that's Yo, good. That's great. Also, yeah. the fact that she knows a spoiler when she see one, sees one is fucking great. I find that um, very hard to come by. So yeah. I found the, the statement from Naughty Dog. It says, uh, although we welcome critical discussion, we condemn any form of harassment or threats directed towards our team or cast. Their safety is our top priority. But we must all work together to root out this type of behavior and maintain a constructive and compassionate discourse. Like, their PR person is on point. Goddamn. I would be. Yeah, I, I would. I would react so much more like art. Like you people are ridiculous, kind of thing. You yeah. know. But uh, but yeah. I yeah, mean, they're absolutely right. Up. Like they obviously, you know, Last of Us Two is obviously a contentious game. You're going to get a lot of people that are going to feel passionately about, you know, what's on display in this game. But like, 
don't know. That, that kind of behavior is just like it, it honestly sickens me because it's like it like this and what's going on with the FGC and the Smash community are just the worst examples of the gaming community at large. And they the 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 shame is that like they make like these types of situations make up such a small part of the greater community that it just bothers me that like this gets the highlight for so long. Cause I mean like how many packs do we go to where you're just surrounded by awesome people and everybody's having a good time and all this sort of stuff. And then like, you know, when you see stuff like this happen, it's it, I don't know. I feel like it just creates such an image of like of shittiness on, uh, on the industry. And you know, it's just unfortunate. Let me yeah. ask a, I let me ask a question about uh, about The Last of Us. So this is like a very realistic looking game, more so than almost any other game that's ever been made, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I am wondering what what the correlation is. Like, does the fact that this that Abby in the game looks so much like the voice actress, like, what, did that mm. encourage more of this behavior? Like, but would, she 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 doesn't. She's not she the doesn't? Uh, she's not the the model. body, model. yeah, yeah. All right, then maybe uh, it Ronda Randowsy was Randowsy. Randowsy. Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Randowsy. Wasn't she the, the the character model? No, I, I do not know. know I, about that. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, I don't. I was. I didn't. I don't know what she looks like. The voice actress. I was just curious about that because it's like no one's gonna go after Pierce Brosnan from Goldeneye, you know? Because yeah. it, it just doesn't. There's no. Relation I mean, to it's, real it's, life. It's, it's, it's a much more emotionally charged game. Like, yeah. I, you know, people, people are upset, but it has nothing to do with. Has nothing to do with her. You know, yeah. she did a good job, and she did that job well. People yeah. just yeah. need a she's target. A good, you know, she's a good voice actress, and it's just. You know, yeah, they just need a target for their hatred, and it's it's unfortunate, but there is this, there is this part of uh, you know the gaming community, as small as it is, that is can be hateful and angry. Yeah. Or rather, okay, just to flip that on its head for a second, what if this is a, a sign that the video game industry is getting to a point where it can tell stories so well and people are so emotionally attached to them that they're like getting so emotionally changed or charged just like they would be with like, I don't know, book stories, right? People who read books and then read the next version or like for instance, TV series like Game of Thrones, people get so wrapped up in these stories that are being told that they don't want it to be ruined in their specific way. And they become so like, uh, I don't know, critical of the of the piece, right? Before that, people wouldn't be saying that about other games, right? But only mm -hmm. at now do we start seeing stuff like this because people are so into video games. So it could be uh, a, a weird feel, like growing period for for the industry, you know? I, I feel like I've seen people get death threats over way stupider stuff. I feel like death threats is <laughs> okay. just sort of I like what, positive, but that's fine. <laughs> I think death threats are just something that people go to when they have a problem and they want to be heard, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, look at me, I'm upset, and it's like, okay. I mean, yeah, game designers, I mean, the Fez guy, right? Like, just harassed constantly. A no yeah. Man's Sky, too, the game didn't even come out. Or, That's right, no, yeah, yeah. No Man's Sky is a good example yeah, of that. Yeah, right. Um, there's just, so really, it's the community. They're just hypercharged all the time and ready, ready to yeah. write emails. But the, those are usually, like, gameplay and design-based. I feel like this is... Well, maybe not. But well, it's, it's, it's some, about there is something to say about the fact that this is story related and that yeah. she was the voice actress and that people were so invested the in the yeah. characters. Yeah. Well, if, I, if we were to boil it down to something, sound engineers, you know what I mean? 
Well, yeah. I would say if we were to boil it down to something, it could just be expectations, right? There are expectations of what should have happened in the storyline, and then like the expectations of what No Man's Sky was supposed to be, or what Fez's, or whatever, you know? How, yeah, like their ex- expectations of what the Fez guy was supposed to act like online. I think most of it is just like, because social media creates this barrier, you know? It's like, well, I can say whatever I want, and nobody's going to hurt me, because I'm just on the other yeah. end of this Twitter profile. So they feel like they could say stupid shit like this just to kind of I mean, get attention. I yep. think the insane thing here is that it wasn't directed at Naughty Dog or, like, the writers. Right. Directed, like, or the and, company, and right. A voice actress. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no line here. There's no direct link here yeah. to Listen, your, your uh, anger. Last of Us 2, everything about that game is exactly how it should be. Like, any, all these other people who are super angry about the game, I feel like if you played the, their version of the game, it would be less than this. It wouldn't be as good as what we played. Yeah. So yeah. please. I, I saw up. a pretty funny. Uh, I saw a pretty funny meme earlier today. That was uh, uh, it was like Bobby Hill from King of the Hill, and he's like standing outside of like a detention hall with all these people sitting down, and he's like holding a note against the window, and they, he like the note's rewritten, and it says like you're only mad at the Last of Us two because you're not emotionally intelligent enough to understand what it's trying to say, <laughs> or something yeah. like that. I was like, oh, it's, it's true though. Man. I get that. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, when you didn't get to play as. Uh, Master Chief in Reach or some shit. I'm still remember. mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, people it, get mad over such stupid things. Considering, so in regards to The Last of Us, have you guys found yourself uh, playing it more since uh, since our last podcast? I'm thinking about it on like a daily basis. Yeah, I'm, do, I'm doing a little bit of New Game Plus, a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. I, the the platinum seems achievable. Uh, I did a. I did a good bit on my first playthrough, so I I may go back. We talked about this last time, but I may dive back in and sort of like see how it feels. Yeah, I, I need to follow a guide though. And there's there are a lot of collectibles. Yeah, that that was what turned me off from it because, you know, I think I said this on our on the spoiler cast, or I, we might have just talked about this in private, but like that game was so like I don't know like special yeah. to me yeah. that like now turning it into just like you know do task a go to this location like it, it just kind of like d d glorifies the game in my mind so i'm kind of like like i i i see that the path to platinum is pretty easy but i don't know if the price that you have to pay to get it is worth it Can, you know i fa- i found my least favorite part of the game which part about the game as a whole What's while that? playing it again on new game plus cutscenes that <laughs> you're close it's that when you skip a cutscene, the load time is like so a long. minute, a minute and a half. It's like you and might, might as well just cut watch this cutscene. Sometimes yeah. like, I feel like I feel like it's longer than the cutscene. Yeah. And I know that the collectible I need is right after this cutscene, but I'm just sitting here waiting for this bar to load. And yeah. I just it's so long. I can't See, believe it. They're they're trying to get yeah. you into PS5 mind frame. You know that SSD is gonna really? is gonna I make have, you so much better. I've absolutely been thinking about it because <laughs> like I would I would I was like oh I'll just hop right in like I just want to you know level up. I didn't get my characters to max and I just I I, I didn't feel like I was done you know right. yeah, like yeah. with them yet with the gameplay. And then you get to and I was like no I'll just skip the cutscenes. I've already seen them. And it's like, come here, like on. five hours later, like the fuck, this is taking the exact same amount of time it took the first time around. Yeah. If I play yeah. the game over again, which I think I probably will, but I think the game is in a weird spot for me where I uh, want to play through it, but I think I'm mainly interested in trying out and like specking out all the weapons, and then trying to do different scenarios differently. 
Like, mm. I want to see how much I can do that would be separate because I did it one way. But what if I did, you know, all stealth game or try to do like, uh, I don't know, not kill the dog kind of situation. I don't know. You should just turn but, the difficulty all the way up and see what happens. I don't know if I want to do that because I think the game was perfectly difficult. You know what I yeah. mean? Like none of it seemed cheap, but none of it seemed overly easy either. Like when you mentioned like when I wanted to be like more scarce on ammo so I could so I'd have to do stealthy stuff. Uh, I found that I liked having the ability because I feel like you would you get caught way more often. So I was like, it's perfectly. Yeah, balanced it balances myself. itself nicely. Yeah. It was. I, I played on hard, and it, the only part that was really difficult was uh, the boss fight. Or like, that was. Well, I guess I, I don't have a comparison. Like, I know things change between the difficulty levels. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I. Like, I don't lock on yeah, enemies yeah, yeah. and shit like that. So I don't know what the differences are. But uh, yeah, it was. I got killed a lot by. Oh, this isn't the spoiler cast, but yeah, the boss fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to ruin it too much. People haven't played it yet, but the boss fight was very, very hard. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll be returning to it. I've been trying to find other games to sort of like fill the space, right? Until uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm like fucking. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> so stoked about it. Forgot about it again. It's so nice to be surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about that. But I've gone back and I've been completing games that like I had intended to complete a while back. So I finished. Yeah. Uh, I finished the story mode in Smash Ultimate World of Light. It's pretty unimpressive. Was it worth it? Uh, no, <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> unimpressive at the end, which was like fine. I mean, it, it was like not very hard, not very yeah. interesting, not much story. It was like it was like whatever, you know. Um, and then I beat Luigi's Mansion Three, and Luigi's Mansion Three is a bad game. I would not recommend that game to anybody. Wow. It's I've been uh, playing that for a moment while I was playing you, Animal so Crossing. You, yeah. So you're on a roll. You're saying. It's, I'm. I'm just. I'm just game. knocking down games that. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like it's stuff that like I look at my shelf and I'm like, Ugh. like yeah. my my Switch is probably my most like guilty situation because I look at that and there's so many games that I have on it that I haven't beaten that I'm just like, okay, I need to knock some of these down to you know to sleep at night. So finishing Smash was good. I'm glad that I finished uh, Luigi's Mansion Three at the very least. So if someone was like, "Oh, should I get that game?" I'll be like, "No, it's long and <laughs> stupid." Um, and now, now I've gone back to uh, Fire Emblem, which Fire Emblem's okay. Um, not like totally riveted by it. I'm so tired. Yeah, it's. I'm just kind of like, Whatever. you know, it's it's fine. I have I I did end up getting Ring Fit Adventure, and that game is great. I'm, like, so happy that I have that game now because it's, like, legit actually really fun. Like, I I wake up in the morning and I run a mile and then I come back and I just do, like, a full, like, story chapter of Ring Fit. And it's fucking hard, man. Like, it, it gets yeah. really tough. But I, I enjoy it. It's like, it's, like, gamifying working out just enough to make it, like, really, like, interesting and compelling, you know? Yeah. Because it's, like, half RPG and all this stuff, like... Yeah, I've been... Doing along a similar line, been diving more into. I go on and off with VR, um, but Jeff has VR now, so we've been sort of exchanging titles that we've been playing. And uh, there's just a really cool. Uh, I'm mad. I don't remember the game title, but it's basically you're John Wick. You're like it's on rails, so you're going forward. Yeah. But it's very stylized, and guys are coming out. There's buildings and stuff, and you're just like moving left and right and shooting and shooting, 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 shooting. And you just duck under things, and um, and within ten minutes, you're just sweating bullets. Uh, just moving around and ducking and crouching and it's it's a lot of fun. That's cool. John cool. Wick Chronicles. It's not no, it's not John Wick. It's like the impossible Ra task. Nope. 
Alright, I give up. You you keep talking uh while I delay pistol whip. It's called pistol whip. Oh I know. It's the game that's on rails, right? He literally yeah, just said that. Okay. <laughs> you like shooting all these things like you're John Wick, oh, right? Oh my no. god. You misheard. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it's funny though that you mentioned that because I've been trying out the Oculus Rift again. I'm not the yeah the Rift, the Quest, and the Quest, the Quest, and I, all I keep thinking about is like I keep looking at these gun games and I'm like, I got this fucking thing and everybody like you think you just want to play a gun game like you just want to shoot something. Yeah. I should just get this fucking gun game and I see all these people doing that specific game and I'm like, it seems good. Nah, eh, I don't know. Oh, it's, eh. it's also set to music, like really good music. So you kind of got that cool. beat that beat saber feel and you get more points if you shoot on beat yeah um, Ooh, I like that's that. cool i you know i should i should have mentioned that earlier but there's a <laughs> lot of different levels with all different styles and all different um all different music and yeah you can choose different guns like you open a suitcase there's like a baba yaga collection so you can choose all the different guns that's that kind of funny use. that's cool <laughs> it's so, just you know you know you know what it is it's that i i'm living with these three other people in my house right now mm-hmm. and it's I just don't want to be that guy who they walk in on and I'm fucking like looking through and I, it just, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. So I have to, that's the only See, thing. The, this is what's yeah, funny. Of a door. It's a personal experience. It is. This is why Ali is uh, apprehensive about playing ring food adventure. Cause like, so the first day we were both all about it. Like I played the first thing and she's watching me and she's like, this is so cool. And she's like, all right, let me try. And then she plays the whole first thing and like, you know, worked up a sweat and we're like doing all this thing. But then like uh, today uh, I did mine like first thing in the morning. So everyone was asleep. Um, and then when I asked her, I was like, oh, did you do it? And she's like, well, not really. Cause like uh, her dad's in the house right now. So she's like, I don't want to just do it. And like, you know, somebody's watching me the whole time. And I'm like, same energy. No, it, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I just kind of like I, 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 cause we had uh, you know, roommates with Jenny and James staying here. And while they were staying here, I put the ring fit on. I was like, guys, I have to tell you something. I'm gonna look weird, real weird for about the next half hour, and yeah. uh, this is just a thing I do. And we're all gonna get over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they you? were they were both super into it. They're like, oh my god, it's amazing. Do you find yourself still playing? Uh, I try to, but I I've, I've been really busy. That's what everybody yeah. says about going to the gym. It's the I same know. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I try to. I'm Can't trying to you, habitualize it. I'm trying to do it at the same time every day, just so I don't like I don't break. I, yeah. I want to beat this game. This is gonna be a beat it 2020 game. Can I tell you a a quick kind of cute story? Yes. Uh, like way back in the day when I think it was like Guitar Hero was coming out. So there were all these music things coming out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for some reason. In our front room, not in the main room where we usually play video games. In our front room, we had this um, like singing game set up, and so we were just like a karaoke thing, and we were just messing around with it. And my mom was sort of like looking on, and I think we had her try once, and she was too embarrassed, and she like you know backed away. Sure, yeah. And then like hours later, I go back into the front room, and she's like quietly singing to herself into the mic. <laughs> the game. That's adorable. That's hilarious. Um, Never let her hear this podcast. Fun. Yeah, she, well, she, she would uh, be devastated. She was good, but it's it's funny because she wasn't into singing back then. But she, in the past like six or seven years, she's in later in life, she started really getting into singing again. So it's just I don't know. It sort of permeated yeah. that. Yeah, cool. I don't know. I just thought that was a funny. It's funny. Story. I mean, this that's kind of like why I, I like something like uh, like Ring Fit because it's like just the novelty of it. Because I'm sure she sees like oh, it like tracks your singing in this like karaoke yeah. game or whatever. And it's like just that little bit of novelty makes it that much more 
engaging to do. And even with Ring Fit, just having this ring where you're like interacting with the game, it's just it makes it a little bit more fun, you know? It's very like Nintendo. I don't know. You know, as I'm as I'm like since we just got it too, and I'm like watching my sister try it. The one thing I keep thinking about is like this isn't anything. This isn't a new piece of technology. This is literally a, a Pilates ring that they gamified. Yeah, and it's like 100%. so they're just making you do things you would do in Pilates. But yeah, then, but with but, a video game attached to it, so of course it's gonna. It's a it's a it's a genius move. It, it makes it more compelling, I, I think, it. and certainly more it's compelling than, than the Wii Fit board. I was just gonna say it's better than the Wii Fit board for sure. Isn't it a it, similar concept though? But still, it's, the it's Wii definitely Fit board better. Was, but the Wii Fit board was using like a scale to work out on versus like, hey, why don't we have this moving technology? Yeah, this like is a like a toy. A, a board yeah. on the floor is not a toy, you know? I know, but you did just say you're doing the exact same moves as Pilates, but just with a No, problem. no, no. Like, you, you, I, like what they did was they took Pilates and then they made it a video game. And yeah. they have that capability. What, what I, there's right. a lot. There's a lot more purpose in Ring Fit Adventure. Okay. Like, yeah, the, like the, the fact that they've made it an actual story that you're following, and like as you're running, you are going from place to place. Yeah, and, and there's like the points the and end, experience. You're at your next level, and then your next level. So and there's and there's actually it, like it chemistry like, to the battle system. Like yeah, it adds uh, a, a missing element. That, yeah, like the other, you know, because like Wii like we fit was just was like do that. this exercise, and this is like you have to battle this enemy, you and you're gonna battle up. through doing exercises, but like certain enemies are weak to certain types of exercises. So like one of them is like, oh, you're gonna do more damage if you do ab stuff, or another one's gonna do more if you do arm stuff, and it's like it's just like, and you have like mini games and boss battles, and then different levels cool. are focused on different yeah. things. So like right now, I'm trying to find Dashley. Dashley is the runner, so like all the levels I'm doing now are focused on running. Yeah. Or, it, you know, all these different kinds of things. Do you run in place? You do, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Like to move, you run in place. And so, it, like, and maybe this level will be more focused on more focused on running and traveling and like doing different obstacles as you're running as opposed to beating enemies all the time yeah. and doing like reps. But even like what you're doing is like super dynamic because like so you'll run so you'll just light jog in place but then like your character will go into like like mud or something so then you have to do like high knees to like get yeah. through the mud faster and then you'll like run across a platform and there will be like a gap that you could like fall down so you have to like take the ring and like point it down and like air shoot it so you jump to the next platform and stuff so it's it's like super interactive it's very active yeah what what's what's the most interesting part is all they did like from I guess from Nintendo's perspective is like, okay, so I just went to my Pilates uh, class guys, right? And these, all these moves, we can fucking do that ourselves with this Nintendo Switch and then gamify it. Guys, think of a way that we can do all these moves and put it in a game. And that's all they did. So it's like the exercise is already proven. They just put it in an interesting like combination and they gamified the shit out of it. And yeah, then you I, eventually I, get new moves me. and the new moves have higher damages. So like the, the things that you're doing are getting sometimes prefer some more difficult sometimes they're just varying so that you're exercising different parts um so yeah. that, there's i like that there's a lot like, of thought into it yeah because gamifying you know i mean that that's a pretty broad term sometimes and it you know i've played running games that are like zombie-esque where yeah. you're being chased yeah. by zombies but they never like they don't really click it's like i yeah. i'm just exercising now with this sort of yeah this yeah. narrative of I know a, exactly a game what you're talking about. yeah i think the immersion comes from incorporating the movements like in that running zombie game you're just running away from zombies but in this case you're doing moves that are, are the controller to the game it's interesting yeah. like if you want to jump you do uh, be... an exercise 
it needs to be married more yeah right. and, and what's nice about the, the what's nice about the switch in general and and something that i've found like very useful about playing it with this platform so like that you've got like the ring con thing and then you also have uh, a leg strap that you put your left joy con in and with the leg strap it's like so if you're doing certain movements like if you go into like a squat position like the legs the the one on your leg will vibrate more intensely depending on like how perfectly you're hitting the movement which is like super helpful to me and and the way that you do the attack is like so one of the squat attacks is like you have to squat down and like hold it for a few seconds and then release and like on the release that's when like the attack lands so but you'll have to do this like 10 or 20 times in a row and it, uh, I don't know, it, it, it just has a very nice sense of feedback. So you're not just like running and it's like, oh, I'm just running. It's like, no, like there's like a, a you know, a pull and release to like all of this stuff. And it feels, you know, it oh. feels good. It feels like it, there's a payoff, you know. Am I buying this now? Is that what's happening? It's very difficult to well, find. The only reason why I bought it was because uh, it's been very hard to find. And when we went to this uh, retro shop today in Long Island, they were like, oh, yeah, we have one. And I was just like. How much are you selling it? And he was like, 100 bucks. And I was like, Justin, is that a good deal? <laughs> and Justin's like, well, they sell for 90 but uh, you can only find it online for 150 And I'm like, I'm buying it. Thank you. I'll take it. I mean, like, yeah, it, it was, I found it incredibly difficult to get a hold of. Um, and I've been looking for it for almost three months. So um, I can, I can show you all the tactics that I used to try to get a retail copy of it. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not easy. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like there's a couple on Amazon, but they're $130 more. or something. That seems to be the, yeah. There's yeah. some down in the 120 or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I'm always you. going shopping with you from now on. Yeah, I, of anything, I feel like I've got too much information about gaming retail stuff. Um, anyway, that's cool. I mean, it sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, I only got through, I mean, by me, I, I watched somebody go through the tutorial. Yeah, that's all I got. I love the music in the tutorial. It makes me so happy. I've like found myself listening to it just for fun, like in the background. So I, know doing, like, I know the little characters on the tutorial screen are supposed to be like the Wii Fit trainer, right? Yeah. But why do they got to be like just faceless? Faceless. It, it, it's tip. Pale people. It's, it's tip. horrifying. Name. I hate it. His uh, name is Tip. I like it. Tip. Very sensual tips. for a name. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> um, Gives Alex. you tips. Alex, do you think uh, now is a good time to introduce your true gaming topic? Is it? Are we out of topics? It was just those? It was just those. There was also the cyberpunk thing. But I'm not sure how to, oh, how to yeah. feel about that. Well, this is just another thing the gaming community was really mad about. It was that it was announced that Cyberpunk 2077 will no longer have uh, wall running. It was taken out sometime in development. And it was one of those features, their gameplay features that they talked about early on. False yeah. advertisement. I'm taking my sixty dollars back. It's just like it, it, it's silly to me to even be talking about a scrapped feature before a game's even out. Like if right. it was in a trailer or something, like I get it, but like I don't know. It's like they the game's just not even out yet. Like, yep, sorry. No, that's it. I was just about to say that they could have just put that in a uh, in like a cinematic scene and they called it like okay, that was that. <laughs> you know, no what? I was wall running. There you go. I mean, that's what it is. But I, I it's funny. I remember back at the. Um, uh, which call it in that demo that I went to the um, the in that demo they were showing features that like they literally said beforehand they're like by the way we're about to show you something that we're not even sure if it's going to be in the game we're just like playing right. with stuff and having fun so I feel like that's something that they've been doing a lot in this I, game just kind of like seeing if they can do stuff you know yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah gamers are picturing like 
going up to this alleyway and like it's like they're going to be missing out on wall running up this wall or something but the game is designed they didn't take it out late in the design process right like yeah. they designed the game and this feature didn't fit in when they were making it that's, yeah, yeah i guarantee that's yeah. what happened yeah they just still it last second you know they just i mean well, hold on wall, wasn't, wall wasn't the game supposed to come out already yeah, yeah. <laughs> are we pretty far in the, in the in the building process like yeah i think we're 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 almost I mean, at the we, end there we're we've been in the middle for years i mean the game is 10 years old i'm going to tell you I right mean, now it, i'm not playing this game on ps4 <laughs> like it's not happening no way. this is going to be a ps5 we're game all right all but we've gone games far change, this year. like games change wait to so play can't mm. change so much in their yeah. development cycle the fact that like People are gonna get upset about that. Like you don't, I, I don't think they quite understand. Like they didn't take it out for fun. Right. <laughs> they took it out because there was some sort of like story or gameplay or like technological factor that said this doesn't work here anymore. It's not gonna give us the best game we can do. So there it is. Yeah. Of all the of all the publishers or developers to trust, I think CD Projekt Red has it covered. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think if people are upset about something like this, that's the dumb thing to get upset about. Sorry. I agree. Real talk. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird, though, that they took it out this late in the game. They did not take it. That... What? I That's know, exactly man. what I just said. That they did <laughs> not do. I still think it's kind of weird. I still anyway, think it's kind of weird. Alex, give us, uh, give us the pseudo-true gaming topic that you had. You you just right, mentioned well, this in passing, and I really liked the, the concept here. So um, I'm not reading it, so I'm really just going to do this from memory. But it, it, it was something, the gist of the question was, um, if you could go back in time and replay one game for the first time again, like re redo your first experience with some game, like what game would that be? What what game did you treasure your first experience with so much that you just love to go back and do that again? Yeah. The one that I haven't already burned down so much that I <laughs> no longer can fit that requirement. I don't There's a There's oh. a few games. Go, Liz. Clarification on the question. Sure. So are we assuming that we're going to go, okay. since we're going back in time, it's not like we have all the technology from today. Well, like we've, we've played all the sequels and now we're going back and playing like, like More like, you know, if I, there are some games, if I replayed them today, I would be like, all right, this is, there are certain thing, quality of life things in this game that are super annoying now. All right, fine. We're right? Like I wouldn't play it for the first time. So I think, yeah, it Let's, has to okay, be. Okay, we're going to get technical about it. Here, here are the rules. Here are the rules. Yeah. You today, 2020, July 6th, your mind is wiped of one game. And then someone hands it to you and you play it. Mm. Which game would you want that to be? See, that's a very different question. Because all the N64 I, games, I, like I would not more. want to go back and play them today. Because I wouldn't like them as much as I liked them then. <sighs> Can I... What game did we have like, a biblical experience with? But, right. What game did you love so a much? biblical level of... I, I know my answer to this yeah. question. I, I think I know my answer to and this question. I will, I, and this only, I'll tell you why this came up, just for context, to give you some taste of what, where this is coming from. But uh, someone said Subnautica. Which, yeah. It wasn't the top of the list or anything, but it was, it was like, but it was top 15 or something, which was, I, I was a pretty, pretty surprised. What is about. that game? Subnautica? You're, it's like underwater yeah, Chow, Minecraft. Chow, your volume's like all over the place too. Um, like shouting into my face. Um, <laughs> Subnautica is like a uh, underwater first-person exploration, sort of like building, crafting, something, something. But everyone loves it, apparently, so I bought it recently. 
but I learned about it. Well, I knew about it beforehand, but I really was driven to it after I read that uh, that post. It's like all of my phobias in one. <laughs> 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 okay, continue. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, all right, for- so you had an answer, Justin, because I like I've, I have like an obvious one that comes to mind. But if we're like putting actual like, I think we all know what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I should probably think about it a little bit more. I think I got an answer. Okay, so I think I think my answer would be the original uh, GameCube version of Resident Evil One, because I didn't play the original Resident Evil on PlayStation One. I played it on GameCube first, and like I had a pretty religious experience with that game. It was like it just looked so much better than anything I played at that time. It like yeah. it it felt like it, like. I had already played Resident Evil 2 at that point on N64. That was the first Resident Evil I played. So the the concept of going back to this one and, and like seeing these crazy graphics and playing it and having it feel just like this game that looked so much more antiquated at the time was just a very bizarre experience to me. And if you haven't played the original Resident Evil, like Resident Evil 1, like there's HD remasters of it all over the place now. Like that game is so finely tuned like everything that you're doing in that game has a really like good purpose to it and it's just like it's just a perfect puzzle box like every part of it just opens up exactly as it should and like it's just paced super well it's like got just enough like scare to it um it really it it truly creates like a feeling of like anxiousness or nervousness when you're moving around this uh this place and i don't know i i don't think i've had another experience probably as dramatic and meaningful as that one in like a long time and i value that memory a lot so yeah i'd say probably that nice yeah I'll what about you? Do you, you want, go last. do you guys have one or do you want me to go last liz you want to go or should... i can answer right now but would you like to go liz because like i'm trying to also keep thinking a little bit um if not, I have one. You sure? Yeah, I'm more no, than no, happy no, to go. Liz is not allowed to say Kingdom Hearts. Chow is not allowed to say Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so I did think I did think <laughs> about Kingdom Hearts. Final Fantasy VII. Perfect. But I don't I don't actually yeah that was, all, Kingdom Hearts was also not my choice. Okay, good. Um, then we're then we're fine. I think <laughs> Assassin's Creed. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I honestly did think about Assassin's Creed just because if you had like no knowledge, the idea of like climbing anything was very new at the time it'd be very exciting but i instead think it would probably be uh ocarina of time okay that was like that experience for me i feel like that game kind of like taught me almost like how to play games yeah it was like the first time like it you know there's so much to do and there's like so many uh it just keeps growing just keeps like building and building upon itself and it's such like a rich you know like deep story of like all this lore and you can just keep can find so much more and um it holds you know, up too you know it, like it's, it's yeah, not it, it, right it's 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 so much fun yeah. like there's so much you can there's so many like you know fun funny moments too right like when you're trying to freaking find all the cuckoos for that stupid lady to get yeah. the bottle and like um you know like i think it was so interesting and i had never been exposed to something you know in a game where like you do something as a child that travel through time and you know yeah. your the things you do before matter later in your future um and you know no now no it's a it's a pretty small amount that that matters and that has been built <laughs> off of but but that was that like first experience for me of just like i had this young 
horse, you know, this little pony. And then I grew up and it came back and it's this horse that now I can call and like, you know, go all over the place and explore the entirety of Hyrule. Um, I forgot about that like, moment. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it has like a lot of little like sort of magical moments like that, and it just really the the size of it. I was I, I I just kept being like, "There's more. How is there more?" And like seeing, oh, if you go this way, then there's this whole other, you know, mountain behind this one little door and this one little pathway. Um, and there's so many different weapons. There's so much more to do. And even like to this day, I really like uh, that's like style of like. Like Metroidvania, you know, getting a new weapon yeah. and then exploring a new area. Totally. And yeah. I mean, I think that game is just magical. Top five game, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That game feels was, like uh, childhood. It's like, uh, yes. I don't know. I feel like all right. my memories of that game are just like, like it, your sense of wonder is like so much more like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like that game elevates your whole sense of wonder in a way that like, that, you know. That, I, re- I remember. Helping... Sorry. Uh, I don't want to. I hope this isn't yours. No. I don't think it is. But uh, just like Mario sixty four, like those those yeah. two games. Yeah, I thought of that um, too. Like they obviously they came around at the same time. We were all real young, so these games yeah. just impact us more. But that was such a widespread game, just like mm-hmm. Zelda, and it was just you know what it was really me, like Mario when Mario sixty four came out, right? I was amazed by what could be achieved. The things that was happening on the screen was insane to me. And then when I heard that there was going to be a Zelda version like Mario 64, I fucking <laughs> shat my pants. It was fucking, it was insane. I, just, I remember scouring like through like uh, magazines and like on the internet, like Yahoo at the time, searching for this like these little tiny like screenshots of the devs and like yeah. what they're planning on doing and then seeing it alive. And I started like, I made like a little book for all of my friends, like a little stapled book of all my little cutout printouts of like these screenshots. There was that also was like, huge. There were also real, like, wonderful moments of discovering something mm-hmm. and, like, solving a puzzle that I don't know that I always get in games today. Um, puzzles are a little easier. So, yeah. I mean, everybody has the internet. Yeah. And so, like, the fact, like, when you figured something out and you had to, like, really, it, like, really taught me, like, how puzzles are built and, like, how, water how to sort of think out the box. Totally. And they're so, like, crazy and frustrating <laughs> at times. But also, like, when you know what to do, it is so yeah. satisfying to yeah. be like, oh, I see the light, I take this, I go over there, it's all, yeah. oh my god. And the, the game's, like, payoff system for that is, is so well-tuned, even just with, like, yes. the blue doo doo like, like, you figured out a puzzle noise. Mm-hmm. Like, recently, Justin and I were, like, listening to this soundtrack, totally random situation, actually. We're listening to the soundtrack, and we got to the uh, the Spiritual Stone Get sound uh like chime oh, yeah and like yeah. we both had this moment where like, we're like man like th- this thing feels like something you know what i mean like yeah. when you get like your first spiritual stone it's like you accomplished yeah. something you know it's when a, you have like it's, cool it's interesting the music right when there's like a this is a small achievement versus this is a big achievement like that song starts out with this like da, 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 da. it's like this crazy what's happening it's crazy yeah. what you can do with sound oh, yeah man. it's just it's a it feels great to play I am, yeah i think that's that's really finding, like the driving factor finding oh, the fairy Jesus. fountains oh, oh yeah. yeah so great fairy in a bottle so great Okay, so no. Justin, what's yours? I'm conflicted though. It's hard, man. I like I have a bunch. I don't want to. I don't want to like 
straight up uh, like battleship multi shot like on the board right now with a bunch of my like top five guys, <laughs> top five. That's all I can choose. Yeah. Um, but no the problem is, the, the problem that I'm coming to is whenever I think about other games, I always I keep thinking about this game. This is the this is the mistress game. Just I don't do know. It. This is the game. Just do it. And I hate the fact that I, I was going to go with Ocarina of Time originally, but then I was thinking like that still in my mind doesn't it doesn't hit the same notes of what I felt when I played Breath of the Wild. I, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I fall absolutely in love with that game. And I think the reason why is solely because you can never play that game again for the first time. But I will tell you my first time. There was you never... tried. <laughs> you certainly <laughs> tried. So There's been so many drunken nights where I'm like, I'm going to play this game as if I've never played it before. Oh, my God. But that first time when I played that specific game, and I don't know. Well, the first time I played that specific game, uh, our friend Callum was with me, and I was trying to get him out of the house because I was like, this game can't be played with somebody next to me. I need to leave. Oh, I got to clean this place, guy. You got to leave, man. I'm sorry. Um, but there was, like, moments in that game which was both, like, it wasn't even just the marvel of the technology because we've already been past all that, right? The The magic of that game was solely in the, the low like key exploration that's all it was it was just exploring the mechanics exploring the world exploring the game i've never felt such like freedom in a game albeit there's other plenty of also like amazing games like gta 5 which allows you to do anything like in all these amazing things right this huge map but this game particularly and i don't know what it was maybe it was like it the mode so... get from place to place it was like they would like lasso you with a thought like a concept like an yeah. idea like a question mm -hmm. And you'd be like, take me. I'm ready. Like, you just go in that direction, and like, you would always be rewarded. You came up with the, right, like, it was your idea to go explore that mountain or that right. falling star or the enemy base. Yeah. GTA, amazing game in its own right. But it's like, there are question marks everywhere. They they introduced the story to you, yeah, right? you know? Right. And, and Zelda Breath of the Wild, good choice. It's like just sort of like an unfolding story that you're making yourself. It's, it's the sense of discovery. Like that's yeah, right. kind of like driving, you know, and I, now that you, you kind of said it, I think that about Ocarina of Time too. Like I'll never solve that puzzle for the first time again. Yeah. Right. Like right. And that's be able to play it for the first time. Like that's what was really driving. And like, same thing with Breath of the Wild. Like I'll never discover this mountain again like i've already right. at this point I, I know the secrets i i can come here and even if you don't remember like there's always some things that you oh yeah i i know now the tricks of like if i go here there'll be a you know little whatever under sure. this rock mm -hmm. the craziest thing though is like it, it was just that though it was like this turn on the head of your concepts right this idea that you could be trusted to explore and like unravel it yourself without the game developer like handing it to you on a spoon or a platter you know what i mean it's like this feeling of like when you're playing that game and you go to an area that you just thought you wanted to go to the developer like he or she they catch you they catch you like they're like i i know when you're i knew you were gonna go through this way i saw you rolling this way i got you and they just put you back on the board kind of feeling you know it's like mm -hmm. it's a weird partnership between the player and the developer that i feel like you don't get in a lot of games and that's why you know i like wild and you know what I, I think my favorite part about all of that is is that sometimes you go through games as an like as an adult we're adults right probably yeah, i'd say so we're, uh, we're, probably, we're at least right? close yeah. sometimes <laughs> world age sometimes you feel like a nut you play games and you you lose <laughs> 
you don't get the same sense of wonder as you did when you were a kid. That's for um, sure. And and that and that can kind of that can suck sometimes. And then you're like, oh, am I just not? Is there is no game going to capture me in the same way? And then a game like Breath of the Wild comes along, and I, it's not a perfect game. Like we all know that, yeah, but right. it's when you dive in for the first time, it was it did sweep me away in a way that I hadn't felt in a while, and it was just right? different and refreshing. Um, it's like when you first started playing video games, and yeah, you're like, was, yeah. this is crazy. You know, it felt like a new genre, like it's something like brand new. It was weird. It was yeah. Refreshing. <laughs> it's funny because like, I, I agree with what, what you're saying. And in so many ways, I really try to sort of recapture that that thought. And in and, and almost every new game, I think this is why in a lot, like, for so many reasons I'd buy like every new game that comes out because I think I'm, I'm constantly chasing this, like this feeling of like, is this going to be the one that's going to give me that like, whoa, sense of discovery again. And it's, you know, I would say some games get, get there. You know, I'd say last of us two is certainly an impression that I haven't felt in a long time. And I, I really liked it. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I I think, I mean, that's kind of what we're all trying to do. You know, that's kind of deep, dude. Like that's like I mean we're it's all, true. We're all, you're right. I mean you're we're right. We're all looking like, for that first. We're all game. drug addicts, guys. We're, we're all drug addicts, addicts yeah. and I games mean, are the drug. I, really, I really like that though. Like you know, we're 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 going after that. Yeah. That that, that perfect game again. That yeah. feeling. And you're right. There are games that do bring it back though. You know, there mm-hmm. are games that touch on it that you you're like this is fresh dude this is this is why people love stuff like mario and like zelda because it's almost a guarantee because you're like this is gonna make me feel that way i mean at least at least for me maybe not the whole internet alex but (laughs) mario odyssey totally did that for me like (laughs) when i was playing that game i was like i was captured by its magic and it's you know it's i feel like it becomes harder to attain the older you get because like we've got so much life and just bullshit that we have to deal with you know that like now you know the 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 thought of like being so overwhelmed by a game's magic and just sort of taking you away from all of this is so alluring you know well imagine it's like 15 years ago or it's like the year 2000 and you drop someone uh assassin's creed odyssey you yeah. know and now we talk about it like Meh, you know, it was good. This triumph of technology and, it's and it's creativity. A one, one recreation of ancient Greece. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and the developers are sitting there going like, what else do you want from me? Right. <laughs> they're like, like, their like, fingers are bleeding from typing yeah, on the keyboards for so we're much. We're like, meh, seen it before. Yeah. 7.5. You know what it is, though? Like, I think about that. A lot, and Alex, I, I don't want to stop you. No, from go ahead. Years, right, but I do think about that a lot. Like the idea of like, like these people creating artwork, you know, these pieces of art, just for us to have a fleeting moment with it, yeah. and then return to Twitter to tell you how much we hate you or how much. <laughs> we want to die. Like, I didn't like the way your voice sounded in this game, and we yeah. deserve to, you know. You know, wow. but it's true. Like the magic. Like I'll, I, I watch you watch the credit reel, and you see this mass amount of people on it. There's probably a good 90% of those people who aren't exactly passionate about what they're doing specifically on that game. And I, I, I'm reading some of the stuff. Like, some of them definitely. Like, the Melee uh, director, like the Melee animation director, he was probably part of some fantastic things, right? But a lot of these people probably, they're just showing up to the job. They're paid to do a specific thing, right? So, really, it comes down to, like, the directing team and their magic and how much magic they could pull out of those people. It's a weird 
orchestra, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah, I but feel you like you really don't get that very often, you know. I feel like, like I kind of feel like group. guilty at times that I don't pay more attention to the credit reel. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, just get to the secret scene afterwards. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And it's like Here's these. My scene. It's like for some of these people, this is their. I mean, without you know mincing words at all, this is their whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is this yeah. is their life's work, and you know we're just I kind of like, okay, time. show me the secret <laughs> at the end. <laughs> I skip so it every I... time. Oh. I recently, slightly off topic, but kind of on topic, watched on Disney Plus. There's like a making of Frozen Two. Yeah. So and it's like there's, of... I it's like super That's super funny. interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. About like how. But anyway, so we watch it. It's like it's like four episodes or something. It's long, and then immediately after we're like, all right, now we got to rewatch the movie, and then me, Jason and I rewatch the movie. We get to the end, and he's like. You know, now we have to sit here and watch the credits. Like we just watched all of these <laughs> yeah, people yeah. talk about how hard they worked on this movie. Like we're sitting through these because we were talking uh, about getting to the after credit scene, honorable. and I was like, "You're right, we got to sit through the credits." Yeah. <laughs> so we watched them all. Dude, it's I just the love seeing all the animators. <laughs> I just love seeing the departments because a lot. I love sitting in departments and shouting out the name of the person who was leading that team because I'm always like the department of like I don't know like. Uh, the the gun changing animation that department that did all that crap on Last of Us Part Two, like good job guys, you fucking did that. I sat through most of those, and we'll go back <laughs> later. Like very interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. so Alex, give us your pick. So my my pick is um, it touches on a lot of the points that we just talked about, right? Like sense of wonder. It really captured my imagination. It was unlike. There were a lot of games that were coming out around this time, real gamey games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, got your Halos and your Call of Duties, but this one uh, was just totally different. Uh, and my my game it's quite the is uh, dun, dun. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, I had never mm. played a game like that before. It has a lot of the same elements as uh, Breath of the Wild. It's not as obviously as dense, but right. it's really like magic though. Same discovery like, and energy. Where am I going? And then just like finding these these colossus colossi, colossi. Yeah. and you just like and I've described this in other podcasts and just one of my favorite moments in video games is just finding that first colossus. It's like you you climb up this little thing and you look to your left and it's like there's you see something in the background that's moving and you can't really make it out what it is and you it's a tight it's a colossus and it's gigantic yeah. and it's not yeah. in the background it's moving fucking toward you yeah and then it's the music kicks in you get your you whistle for your horse and you jump on and you're just like running around you're climbing up and stabbing in the head uh, most uh, epic game i have ever played in my life yeah and it Excellent just like choice. it's it hits such a chord every single one of those bosses yeah like the sand one the one in the water you like can never the beat the first boss like the first boss reveal like yeah I feel like game. the moment you see that is the moment you understand what this game is going to offer you well right? that, that's that's like, what it is because you've had very point, little happen before that happens like you, you're just like, like never yeah. forever to get to it you're it's like, like i'm just walking around and you you know he doesn't talk it's like you don't really know what's going on there's nothing like really on your like on your hud which was also rare so you're mm-hmm. just sort of like looking at the game just sword <laughs> is pointing you in a direction yeah it's like it's just All of a sudden, so you see this thing, and you pull your sword out, and you're like, "I guess I gotta kill that guy." <laughs> yeah, your sword just telling you what to yeah. do. It was um, also and- like 
the first time I played, I, I really knew nothing about it. Like, my friend just was like, yo, I'm playing this game. You got to check it out. And I was like, sure. And I went over to her house, and I was like, the fuck is this? Yeah, like, I yeah. have never encountered something like this before. I don't even know what to do. Yeah, it's great. Got, like, full <laughs> orchestra music, like, playing as you're – it gets louder and louder as you're riding up. and. Dude, I, I remember know, trying just... to figure out what you were supposed to do, and they didn't really tell you anything. Really yeah, not. <laughs> they didn't tell you anything. You just see some really good hair mechanics, and you're like, "That I don't, I don't think I've seen that very often in video right. games. Maybe yeah. I should see if I can interact with that." <laughs> uh, I have never yeah, climbed up in an, an enemy or a boss like in any other game, even since then. Really, yeah. Like, there's not like a lot moving, of games that, yeah. that have that in same that sense of like height and final fantasy it. 15 tried to do it a few times and it didn't capture the same like uh i don't know magic does it on the one boss kind of in the in the sand or whatever yeah no but you're not really you're, like, climbing. you're not really climbing on it yeah no, you're just, just kind of escaping. Into the air. and there's just something about like you finally take it down it falls over sort of yeah. in slow motion it's like real epic and sort of sad at the same time and then you do and then it you and you're kind of like was this a was this the right thing to do? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then you get infected by it, and you're just, like, not sure what's going on. I don't know. It was just I will say a that, really, yeah, truly incredible experience. The first, second, and third, I don't even know what the bosses were, but each of those, until probably after the third, was when everything became a little bit more streamlined, and I'm like, okay, so now I know what to expect, right? But it's like, after the first boss, you're like, that was an insane ride that took probably way longer than it should have, because, like, you just figured out how to do stuff. Then the second boss comes in, and you're like, okay, so what's next? And it, it just surprises you again completely. It's the stone the sword guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you didn't, you, you uh, were like, I don't know how to guy. beat this guy. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting. Very like interesting in in terms of the mechanics of the game itself, but then also like the actual like scale of the game kind of blew people away. That was the whole thing yeah. was a big organic moving puzzle, and just yeah. games didn't do that. They we don't should do have that. a podcast about... where we talk about stuff like this. <laughs> We just, well, I mean, I mean, like, have a topic where we literally just go through like the milestone games of the industry. You know, like, yeah, it would be really fun to like really drill down on some of our, but then also probably the industry's like top games that really changed the way we thought about games. You know what I mean? I, I like framing yeah. it in this context too. Like, you know, each of our favorite games in a certain context, and that would bring mm. some of these games to life as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah so I don't just like talk about Kingdom Hearts the whole time. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> right. Right. I like that idea. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a refreshing thing too. Like we can maybe it'll be a piece of this. Because like as well, when but... we talk about each of these games, they all each have a very specific like flavor of what they did better than the the previous one. But there's a moment where they make such a significant jump that you're like, okay, so now we're here. <laughs> and now everybody's up. Now here's where the standards are. Yeah. It's kind of insane. I think Mario sixty four is probably the one and only game that I was like blown away by like entirely i was like whoa this is ridiculous um uh, i think yeah. of so many games i was blown away by right there's probably so many I, probably yeah many. yeah there, there's like infinite content there i think yeah <laughs> oh. interesting this is but a those fun are, those are, yeah what? those are good choices um yeah. i chow i love that you picked a recent game like i think that's really yeah. that, that that rounded it out well that's cool that shows that we have um, a little hope you know yeah that's <laughs> yeah <funny>. right <laughs> <laughs> I was People really are still making new stuff. I knew that you guys wanted, well, rather, I didn't know what you wanted, but I knew that it was going to be, um, like, everybody was going to go towards, like, the old school, like, what was my sure. first moments, right? 
and even those those were my first moments like ocarina of time or super uh mario 64 or like smash that uh, demon souls also came into mind but i would mm. never pick that over pro- any of these i probably wouldn't pick over breath of the wild solely because right. it's like yeah demon souls it's like that game you can never play again for the first time i get that right but at the same time there's like mechanics in that that i was like it was like fun because it was weird you know what i mean yeah it didn't feel it felt like i was like cheating the game although it's like the game wanted me to do it this way you know um, and you play that game a bunch of times and then it starts to get really fun but right right exactly yeah. it, it wants you to play it multiple times um and where like the the stage is just like i don't know like the playground to like do the thing in over and over again but yeah i don't know i did have a sense of wonder playing the original smash brothers too like that was a big deal for me dude mm. yeah I remember yeah. eating up all of the IGN and not IGN GameSpot uh, magazine stuff on coverage on that game. See, part of like, me, part of me thought to go to a multiplayer game for this question, but then the other part of me was like, I feel like some of the most like significant experiences I've had with games have like, I'm like gaming in general has been a very like personal journey for me. So as much as I, I could draw a lot of like really significant, like positive experiences from multiplayer games, it's really the single player stuff that I've, that has like affected me in a long-term way, you know? Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad no one said last of us too. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you imagine. <laughs> I yeah. did think about last of us for a second, but again, it's too scary. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's too scary. That's funny. But last of us won. I, yeah, it, it would yeah, be cool to go back. Choice. It would like, be cool to go back and see play through that final scene again. Because I remember like being like jaw on the floor, like, oh, yeah, I'm like, gonna, making, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, definitely. Uh, all right, yeah. guys. Well, I I feel like this might be a good place for us to wrap up. We've definitely gone over, but this was this was worth it. This is, I like this a lot. Yeah, yeah, that um, was fun. This was a good topic, and it rounded out our depressing topics as well. I was so. gonna say a lot of positivity at the end there, so you know, uh, thanks everybody for sticking with us on this one <laughs> to get to the the positive. <laughs> yeah, went over a little bit. Honestly, uh, if we just took a clip of that last part, I'd, I'd listen to that every day. <laughs> I would too. It's a lot of positivity. Um, but yeah, so thanks guys. Thank you, uh, thank you Liz. Thank you Alex. Thank you Justin. And and thank you. Justin. No problem. And we'll see you on the Justin. next one. <laughs> Justin. Justin. Peace everybody. <laughs> <laughs> see ya.